Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm Amy. I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And this week, we are in Utah. We had uh, just left the state of Colorado. We were in Grand Junction. Yep, in the Colorado National Monument. Yeah, we actually did that the day before we left, um, which was probably not the best preparation for getting to Moab and doing everything we were going to do in Moab. But anyway... Um, we will definitely talk about that today. Um, so yeah, so we were driving from Grand Junction to Moab, Utah, and it was absolutely so beautiful. Like I did not know what to expect. I'd not been to Utah before, um, aside from flying into Salt Lake City on like a connecting flight. Um, but it was like, I was totally expecting like flat desert, totally boring. You know, I didn't know. I wasn't really looking forward to this part of the trip so much, but oh my gosh, afterwards, like, I love Utah. It's so amazing. And, you know, just the colors of the desert and the different layers. And I mean, it's like lush desert. There's wildflowers everywhere and prairies. And I mean, it's just really, really stunning. Um, In fact, on the drive-in, we saw lots of like blue mountains, like blues and purples and burgundies because of the minerals that are in there and, you know, how they look when they react with the air. So that was Yeah, some cool. of them look turquoise. It yeah. was really something. It was really neat. Um, in fact, I shared some of those on our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, go and give us a follow at Instagram.com slash RealFoodWholeHealth. Um, but, yeah, so we drove into Moab, and it's pretty cool. Like, as you get into Moab, like, you know you're there for business because everybody is in these massive like four by four vehicles. There's like Jeeps and Hummers and stuff all over the place. And I mean, there's plenty that aren't too. We certainly were not. Um, Lots of dune buggies too. Yeah. Tons of dune buggies just driving down the road. (laughs) And there's lots to explore in that area with those vehicles. In fact, a lot more than you can get to, you know, without, but it's totally fine to go in your regular vehicle as well. Um, there's still plenty to see, but it's actually like quite a populated area. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, it's a big place. People go with resorts and whatever, but, um, I guess in my mind before I came, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to be like out in the middle of the desert and it's just going to be like this little gathering. Um, and it's a great town. There's actually a lot to do in that area. There's a lot of shops and restaurants and stuff. So, We'll definitely share some of our favorites. We were actually only here for like, what, three days, four days? Yeah, three days. Three days. It was a real fast up. It was. And I would definitely recommend, oh my gosh, was it ever action-packed? I would recommend if you are going to go to this area, like try to have a little more time um, because we were worn out. But, you know, that was the way that we got to see this because we were on the way to Kanab and that's where we'll get next week. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in, uh, at the end, but Um, anyway, Moab was just sort of like, okay, this is how we can fit this in, um, to the itinerary. So without further ado, on to Moab. Uh, so we got into town and, uh, got to the RV park. We actually stayed at Spanish Trails, um, which was really lovely. Um, you know, it had great overlooks and, 
I mean, it was just totally clean and nice. And, yeah. yeah. It was, it was sh- certainly a sight to see at night, too, with the stars. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The stars out there are insane because, you know, there's just not much light pollution. So it's great. Um, so, you know, since we had a limited time, it was like hit the ground running. So we got there. You know, like I said, drove in from Colorado in the morning, got there um, in the afternoon, went ahead and went to Milt's Stop and Eat, which is this, like, cool little institution of a, like, a diner, like a little drive-in burger joint. But the cool twist is that it's all, like, grass-fed burgers. I think they do, like, their hand-cut fries and I think it was peanut oil. They have, like, hand-up milkshakes that are, like... Totally, you know, made from scratch, clean stuff, like none of the crazy fillers or anything in there. Really cool to find that. Yeah, and you would never expect it to see no. the outside of this place. No, um, but it's great. So, you know, it was really popular. There was quite a wait, but we just like grabbed burgers and um, and headed off to Canyonlands National Park. Um, and Canyonlands actually was not really on our radar. It wasn't. You know, it was pretty lucky of us to... To go to Grand Junction first, because that way it was only a few hours into Moab. Yeah. And that gave us that whole day to, to go ahead Canyonlands. and explore Canyonlands. Yeah. Otherwise, we were going to have to either try and fit it in with arches or miss it all together. And I can't imagine doing the two on the same day. I can't either. Oh and to God. miss it all together, wow, that'd be awful. It would be awful. So I really, you know, encourage you to check out Canyonlands because, you know, Arches was our main draw to Moab. That was really what we wanted to see was Arches National Park. Um, but you know, in the area, as I start looking at, you know, again, like I, I tell you this tip every time, like when you get a place, get all the little local like maps and magazines, like go into the tourist center and, you know, look for the brochures and stuff that fit you. I mean, there's going to be some that are crazy little tours and things that you're probably not interested in. Um, or you might be, but there's, especially if you have kids with you, you know, you're going to look at different things, but, um, that is by far the best way to quickly figure out what's going on in an area. I usually try to like look online um, ahead of time and get an idea of like what are we even coming into. And of course, we have a great atlas. I'll put a link on the uh, show notes to the atlas that we have. It's a road trip atlas that actually has some info in there about um, different national parks and like things to see in areas, and that helps with trip planning. But really, you know, a lot of it is like we get to an area and then it's like quick, figure everything out Um, because it's been so fast paced going from place to place just because this year is all about like seeing as much as we can um, that there's really like not a lot of time for planning. It's more like, hey, I'm living in the moment and this is what we're doing. So that really helps figure things out quick. So I was really lucky to find a lot of information about Canyonlands there locally and also in our atlas. Um, so that I was like, Hey, I think we should totally do this. And it's only about 45 minutes out of Moab. Um, and it's really kind of a pretty drive. You know, you go through Moab, you go back out, you know, past arches and all that. And then, um, which is kind of cool actually, cause you can see how long the line is. Yeah. You which can see everybody, is... <laughs> everybody driving up the mountain and walking around. Yeah. You around. can see them going up the little cliffs, you know, and they look like little ants. Um, but, yeah, you drive past that, and it's red rock, like, all the way through there, and, and canyons and um, cliffs and different colors of mountains. and I mean, it's really, really pretty all the way. Um, and then you just go out and take the road out to Canyonlands, and along the way there is 
like overlooks all along that. And I tried to find the name of the overlooks and I can't find it. Like it's just not marked. So just follow the signs. And what was that? There was that landmark there for the turn. There's some kind of dinosaur out there. Oh <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. It was like paleo world or something. In fact, when I saw them like paleo world, like paleo food. No, like, no. <laughs> like dinosaur like park. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. I'm like, wow, it's a whole world dedicated to paleo. Should we go shopping? But no. <laughs> so you take that turn there and then um yeah just follow the signs and in fact you come to dead horse point state park first which is like a horrible name but anyway um we just drove out there really quick to do the overlook but you guys we were on short time so if you have the time do dead horse point because it is beautiful um and you can do that along with Canyonlands. Um, but we just had time for like a quick overlook and then yeah. back on to Canyonlands. Yeah, we did. We actually ended up timing it really well. We enjoyed everything in Canyonlands. When we got to the top, it was sunset. So it, yeah. was, like, it was like the perfect timing. It was. Yeah. So it was, you know, you want to allow like half a day to do it if you can. Um, we had a little bit less. I would say that we got there at maybe two-ish. Yeah. Yeah, two, two-thirty. Um, so, and that had been a big day. I mean, driving from Colorado getting settled, you know, travel day is no joke. Like it's a lot of prep <laughs> to get there and get set yeah. up and all that. A lot so of prep to disconnect and a lot of prep to reconnect. Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff. And I always clean the house. Like before we leave the house, the motorhome, I clean it before we leave. And then, you know, we get there and you have to get set up again. And so anyway, so, okay. So as you come into Canyon lands, you're kind of on like a grand view road, which is also called Island in the sky road. So I should probably tell you about Canyon lands in that. It's like, I think one of the biggest, if not the biggest national park in the country. And that's because it is divided into sections. Um, and the most accessible section is Island in the sky. And that's really what we're going to talk about. This is the district that's closest to Moab. You can do the drive. There's, like, some easy hikes. And then there actually is some, like, camping. And then the White Rim Road is in there. It's 100 miles um, on White Rim Road um, that you want to obviously do an overnight, you know. And you have to get permits and all that to do that. And it is, like, I think on that one you really want um, a four-wheel drive. In fact, anything yeah. off the main Grandview Point, you really want a four-wheel drive. And I think there's Schaefer Canyon. There's all these. And that's, like, for real, for real, four-wheel. And there's certain, like, weather conditions, obviously, you can't pass. We are not quite that adventurous and quite not quite that prepared. I, like, I would go if we had the... The, the equipment yeah big jeep or something yeah or i would go alas but uh no <laughs> just in our little suv that's not happening um so okay so there's island in the sky district and again this is the most accessible thing and then needles district and that's like southeast of the colorado river it has hundreds of hikes lots of off-roading and you know, there's day hikes through there, but then plenty of overnight or multiple day hikes. But you really have to have your four-wheel drive for that. There's really not another option. Um, and you've got to get park permits and all that kind of stuff, too, if you're going to be spending overnight, which as far out as you are, you are going to be spending overnight. And then there's the maze. And, like, this is, like, wild, wild west. I mean, in fact, everything tells you, like, don't go here. <laughs> like you can't handle it. You're not tough enough. Like this is a place that it talks about. You have to pack everything to be completely self-sufficient. You have to bring in all of your own water, extra gas. You need your GPS. You need like a topographical map. Like 
there's no anything out there. Right. And nobody's coming to save you. No. And <laughs> I mean, you're it. And so we are definitely not that hardcore. Um, if you are, God bless you and have fun because, oh my God, no. Um, it's, it's for real, for real. Um, and, but it's cool. It's cool because you can see parts of the maze and parts of needles from, you know, the island in the sky from the drive. Like it's nothing like going to it. Um, and the pictures I've seen are just incredible, but yeah, we were not up for that and we certainly didn't have time. Um, and then there's also, um, what is it called? Horseshoe Canyon. And this is really neat. They've got, um, camping again, this is all permit. You have to get, you know, approval to do all of this off-roading, but they have like, uh, life-size petroglyphs there on the, on the canyon walls, which is really neat. So there's a lot to check out in the area, but again, if you've just want to see the overlooks and, and, um, and the views and really have some, you know, small hikes and things, you know, two, three, seven miles, whatever, um, you can do the island in the sky. So that's what we did. And we drove into the visitor center. And of course we always go in and get a map. Usually, you know, there's a little kiosk or whatever, but here you have to stop at the center and get the map. And across the street, actually, from the visitor center, there's an overlook. And I think it's, like Schaefer Canyon Overlook or something like that. It overlooks that big Schaefer Trail, which again is a four-wheel drive only trail. Um, but wow, this was incredible. It was like, actually, I think one of my favorite parts of the whole park and it was right there in the beginning. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was so awesome. And again, we were so lucky to have a gorgeous day. Um, and it was a little windy. <laughs> it was really kind of windy up there. But you hike down um, a few rocks. It's not like a really big deal. Um, it's fairly accessible. And um, then you walk across this plateau. And it really is just sort of a walk at that point. It's pretty level. Um, and there's a few different overlooks along the way. So you can go to one side and kind of see some different views, cliffs and, and rivers and whatever. And then you can go to the other side and this was my favorite because this is what actually overlooks that Schaefer Trail. It's, you know, it looks like a teeny little road down below. And we actually were able to, like, crawl out. That's the only way I can sort of describe it. Crawl out onto the edge. It was, like, a little bit of one of those, like, white-knuckle moments. But I'm like, look, we're here. We're doing this. And it really was safe enough to do. Um, but you walk across this little bitty rock yeah. bridge. Just be careful. If you yeah. trip, you're in trouble. But yeah. otherwise, you're fine. Otherwise, you're fine. And the wind was strong, but not strong enough to, like, literally knock you off your feet. Um, so you just walk out. And I'm telling you, you feel like you're on the edge of the world. Like, it was just incredible. And, again, I shared the picture on Instagram at Real Food Whole Health. Um, but it was just so amazing. It was – I really felt like, wow. I mean – total humbling like we are just ants on this crazy world it was wow um and the view just goes on and on and on and you just see all these like layers of rock and colors and shrubs and it's amazing it's amazing it can hardly be described in words um so we you know took some time there to really soak that in and enjoy and of course like all of the the grounds are pretty. So, you know, you're looking around all the different rocks, the different sand colors. There's, um, you know, the pinion trees that are like pine trees, but not quite. And, uh, obviously cause they're different kind of tree. Um, but all of that, the junipers, they're all lining the area there and they've all got really cool, like twisty trunks and 
It's just really gorgeous. So we spent some good time there and then you climbed up out of that. And then you get back on the, um, the drive, the Grand View drive and go to another like little turnoff. And again, all this stuff is marked really well for you. Um, so as you drive in, you take the, um, it's like the Green River Overlook drive and the Upheaval Dome uh, drive. And during those, you know, little drives, you're actually passing like several different little rocks and different formations. And so that's kind of cool. Upheaval Dome is actually um, pretty cool. It is a, what they think was caused by, it's a crater that they think was caused by meteorite hit. Um, and it's really neat. And it's about, I think it's like a half mile loop or something like that, or maybe, maybe it's half mile each way. I think that's right. Um, but anyway, it's, it's really cool. And then from there you can go to the Green River Overlook and that's where you look down on the Green River. And <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. And then from there you move on to Mesa Arch. And Mesa Arch was really something we were looking forward to seeing here. It was our first arch to see, you know, before we went to arches. And um, it's definitely wildly, widely photographed. It's a very popular hike and it's lovely. Um, it is a fairly easy hike, really. It's kind of moderate, I'd say. And I think it's only about a mile loop. Uh, you do have some elevation change, one to 200 feet of elevation change. There are some areas that you really have to watch your footing on the different rocks, but it's well-traveled, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It is busy. So getting a clean view... <laughs> That's impossible. There's always people in the show. Yeah, getting a clean view uh, for a photo of Mesa Arch is a little difficult. So you've got to go at different times. And then if you can, like, you know, you can get creative with your camera angle and go above people's heads or whatever. But we actually climbed up. I wanted a, a slightly different view. So we climbed up um, these rocks, and we were quite high above people. And rather than going through the arch, which a lot of people do, and, and makes beautiful photographs, um, but we went, um, from above. And so you can kind of see, again, this is on Instagram and, um, it's like from above, you can see the people. And I mean, just seeing them in scale is amazing. They're just yeah. tiny little people and this big arch. So very cool. It's an arch in the rock. You know, obviously it is hollow in the middle and you can see out, um, over canyons and whatever. And if you just even Google like Mesa Arch at Canyonlands, you're going to come up with the most amazing photographs. It's incredible. Really definitely worth it. Um, I think a must-see, like the first overlook and then the Mesa Arch and then the ends, the end overlooks, which I'm about to talk about at Orange Cliff and Grand Viewpoint. Those are the must-dos. Like if you just have a little bit at Canyonlands, do those things. Um, so yeah, so we got back on the road after the hike and went to the Orange Cliff Overlook. And on this one, you can actually sort of see a bit of the maze. Like it is far out because remember how many miles it's yeah. many, many miles. You need a nice clear day, which we were blessed Yeah, with. we were yeah. really lucky. Yeah. If it's going to be hazy at all, you're not going to see it. But, um, cause it was a little hazy on a very clear day to see that, um, and I can't even imagine being out there. Like, it is wilderness. like <laughs> Desolate, yeah. Totally. Um, and then when you go to Grand View Point, um, this was really cool. We actually had a storm rolling in. Like, 
the sun was about to set. A storm was rolling in, like, far off. It wasn't actually near us. It was yeah. over It was many Moab. miles away. And, yeah, we could see the lightning and all that. Oh, it was really, it was really cool. I kept trying to get a photo of the lightning, like, coming down over the rocks. I kept missing yeah. it. The sun set on one side and the storm coming on the other. It was really powerful. And when you're standing at Grandview, uh, you definitely see the needles there. You can see out over to the needles, again, that other area of the park. Um and, you know, we kind of went back and forth between Grandview and Orange Cliff, like, during the sunset, during the storm. Like, we went back and forth a few times. Um, they're close enough to walk quickly or you can drive, you know, yeah. really easy. Um, and that time of day, we didn't have a lot of traffic there, which was good. I mean, I think it's one of the the less busy parks that yeah. we've been Arches to. Is, Arches is much busier. Oh, way this. busier. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget about Canyonlands. Um, but anyway, it was so cool. And we just like sat on the rocks and, you know, again, I've said it every time that we're around the red rocks, like sunset is totally amazing because everything glows. It just is magical. Um, and we watched it turn dark out there because we wanted to see the stars. And so we were really there for a bit. And, um, I mean, talk about seeing every star. It is insane. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing out there. No. It, it's really something no. to see the, see the night sky. Yeah. If you can camp, if you're a camper and you can and you can camp there overnight, like, do it. Because I can't even imagine sleeping out under those stars. I am not really a camper. I don't sleep super well on ground. But anyway, it was lovely. Um, and then we drove back into... Uh, Moab, which was actually kind of a wild drive. You know, you're in the dark, and I mean dark. It's twisty. It's very and, twisty, yeah. and it's like, gosh, I know I just drove through here before, but um, it looks, you know, obviously completely different because you can see nothing except for the stars. So we pulled over several times just to, again, get other viewpoints of that sky. Um, so the next morning, we went to Love Muffin. <laughs> Before we went to Arches, this is, I mean, if it has love in it, I'm going, right? But um, it was Love Muffin, and it's down, it's a great little breakfast spot, you know, farm to table, like, cage eggs and all that kind of good stuff. It was really good, just a basic good breakfast, and fueled us up for Arches, because, yeah, woo, was, Arches. it was nice, had some coffee, had some eggs, and it was, it was a good fill-up. You had coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we went to Arches, and now Arches, oh my goodness, like, it can get busy. We were really lucky. We timed it appropriately. Um, you know, the day before, we had seen the cars, like, spilling yeah, out. Backing up. Yeah, yeah, and there's a certain area, like, they won't let you be in line anymore because it's spilling out onto the roadway, and so you just have to, like, come back later like yep. try again keep going and try again later yeah um but we were pretty lucky we only had to wait in line maybe like 10 15 minutes it wasn't a big deal um so i think it was a sunday when we went i think that helped and then um we went like i'm gonna say about 10 30 and that also seemed to help um but anyway you come in through the visitor center and immediately you start climbing up and winding up the cliffs. And this is, you know, what we were seeing people do the day before, um, which is kind of neat. And as you move into the park, Park Avenue is one of the first pullouts. And there's actually like a little short hike, or actually I guess you could make it a longer hike. But yeah, it could be a long trail. It could be um, through Park Avenue. And this is like so cool. Again, pictures are on Instagram at Real Food Whole Health. But the um, 
the spires and towers and rock formations here are amazing. I don't think there was any arches in Park Avenue. You're not to that yet, but the um, just the rock formations are incredible. I mean, it's so humbling. You feel like so tiny compared to all of this. And it's just to think about the history and like how long it took for this stuff to form is just wild. It's just completely wild. Um, so yeah, we hung out at Park Avenue, did a little bit of the hike. Um, but we didn't, you know, we didn't take the whole hike cause you can, I think it's quite far that you can shortcut some of the overlooks if you wanted to do that. But we wanted to make sure that we saw all the different rock formations. So we went back and got in the car and again, drive down the main road. And this is when you're going to pass several rock formations, like on the way, um, to the petrified dunes viewpoint. So you go past, um, well, first there's the LaSalle mountains viewpoint, which we had a pretty clear day actually, but it was a little bit fuzzy. You couldn't see all the detail there, but it was still pretty. Um, but then you pass like the three gossips, which is, a, it's kind of funny. You have to use your imagination a little bit to see these, um, formations in the rock, but you know, it's three rocks sort of standing together. It looks like they're talking the organ, which looks like, um, you know, the pipes of an organ and it actually sort of does, um, the tower of Babel and sheep rock. Um, and then the courthouse towers viewpoint is there and those are just huge rock formations and they really look like the front of a courthouse sort of. Yeah, I could go with that. If you use your imagination. <laughs> um, and then you drive down to the petrified uh, dunes viewpoint and across from that, you know, like on the other side of the road, like along that whole way is the Great Wall. And it really is the Great Wall. I mean, it's just this huge wall of rock. And again, all those like crevices and layers. And you'll see lots of little arches in there. Um, very small ones. There's over 2,000 cataloged arches at Arches National Park. And you really only see a fraction of them um, on most visits. But the, you know, every once in a while you'll, you'll see one. Um, and it won't even be really marked on the map. Um, and then the rock pinnacles, which, you know, are like spires of rock. And then you pass balanced rock, which is a big rock on top of a spire, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you can get out and walk around that. That is pretty neat. I guess one of these days it'll come down, but who knows yeah. when. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's been up there for quite some time. Yeah. And then you take a turn off and go into the window section. And the window section, this is where, like the action is of the arches. Yeah, this is where everybody is. Everybody is here. And there's lots of little hikes and stuff that you can do to all the different arches. Um, it is hard to find parking a lot of times, but, you know, just keep circling around and, hey, the view's pretty, so that's good. Um, but you come in past Pothole Arch, um, and then there's the Garden of Eden, which has a lot of spires and I think a little, you know, some small arches. Again, those kind of unnamed uh, arches that are just sort of everywhere. Um, and then you go down to the really good area where it's the north window, the south window, there's turret arch, double arch, which double arch is really cool. It's, it's exactly like what it sounds. It's a double arch. So it's got, um, a, a small arch and then like it connects again. And then there's a, a, a smaller arch underneath that, which is just really cool. It was neat looking. Yeah. yeah. And then they call it the parade of elephants, which is the, um, pass between like the North and South window arches and then down to double arch, 
that's a whole little hike that you can do between it all. So definitely allow like an hour to two hours in this area to kind of see everything. Um, if you're on some kind of major time crunch or you have accessibility issues or whatever, you can see a lot just by driving through. Um, but it's really cool to get out and kind of check it all out. So then you go back down to, you know, kind of the main road and you can go um, to Panorama Point. Again, just an area to get a great view. There's just so much to see. Um, and then we chose to go to Delicate Arch after that. And Delicate Arch, of course, is the most, you know, famous, widely photographed arch. You know, it's when you look up arches, that's the one you're going to see. And let me tell you about this because um, there's a few different things to consider um, with Delicate Arch. So to actually go to the arch is quite a hike and it's pretty difficult in some areas. It's about three to four miles. Um, it depends on where you park as to what the, um, what the mileage is. If you go from the viewpoint area, I think it even adds a mile. But anyway, it's about 500 feet of elevation change and you're in direct sun. You have to pack in your water. Um, you know, you need to really dress appropriately and you really need to have the skill level to do this. They actually rescue a lot of people on this hike and we decided not to do this hike because between everything that we've done in the past three days like I just didn't think we had it in us um and you're already at an elevation and then to add this 500 feet of elevation change in the direct sun and it was quite warm when we were there um we decided not to do that it is an amazing hike again the pictures are incredible a lot of people were doing this hike um, but you really, really have to be prepared. Um, the other options for seeing delicate arch are the viewpoints. There's the upper viewpoint and the lower viewpoint. So this is a little bit past the turnoff for the arch. You keep driving towards the viewpoint. And again, this is marked. I wouldn't say it's amazingly marked. So you kind of, you know, again, you've got a map. Um, so that helps, but you need to like really pay attention and know where you're going. Um, but the lower viewpoint is a short walk, about 300 yards possibly from the, uh, parking area. And it's the most accessible. It's fairly level. Um, you know, you can see the arch, I think from, well, I'm not going to say how far because it, it's, it's harder to see. It is harder to see from there, but at least you can see it. But upper viewpoint is about a half mile hike. It is, you know, kind of steep. There are some stairs, but it does offer a better view of the arch. Um, so that's that's definitely some options. If you're not up to doing delicate arch, um, then I would say do the viewpoints. Yeah. And if you can do upper, do upper. Um, but then go back out to the road, and then you take the turn off to the Salt Valley and the Fiery Furnace. And um, you pass several arches like through that area as well. Um, so first you come to that Salt Valley Overlook and then the Fiery Furnace Viewpoint. Those are just viewpoints um, that really aren't much of a hike. But as you start heading towards Devil's Garden, um, which is a big hike, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but as you start heading towards Devil's Garden, you pass Sand Dune Arch, and I know there's Broken Arch and Tapestry Arch and Skyline Arch. All of these are somewhat short hike. Skyline's pretty close um, to the road. I think it's may maybe just a mile, maybe not yeah. even a mile. I think you can kind of see it from the road, but you can hike and get much closer. Yeah, and get, get up it. in there yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and then um, 
you know, uh, tapestry and broken. Broken, I don't think you could see from the road. It was a little bit more of a hike. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you pass by uh, Tunnel Arch and Pine Tree Arch. I don't even remember seeing Pine Tree Arch. I think we kept looking. I don't think we did. No. I think it was behind some rocks. Yeah. Yeah. But there's little trails. And, again, some of this is marked and some of it's not marked so well. Um, but then you get down to the end and it sort of circles around to go to Devil's Garden. And Devil's Garden is a for real hike. It's about seven to eight miles and, uh, you know, through some, it's the primitive loop. So it's pretty steep and treacherous and some areas. It's, it's classified, I think, as a strenuous hike. Um, but you get to some arches that you otherwise wouldn't have seen. And again, with all that we had going on, we did not take this um, hike. And I'm glad that we did not um, because we saw lots of arches otherwise. But if you are an avid hiker and you have the energy and this is maybe the only thing you're doing, I would say, yeah, Devil's Garden's yeah. cool and worth it. Well, you've just been doing so much the past few days. There and was we, no energy to And do we it. knew what was coming up, so. Yeah. We had to save some we energy. We had to save some energy. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and then you kind of like do that turnaround and then come back out and you can see other viewpoints along the way. Um, you know, the ones that you've passed, it's great to always see from the other side because you see things in different ways or especially with those crazy rock formations where you have to, you know, sheep rock and three gossips and all that. You kind of can see them a little bit differently from the other side. Um, and then that night we went to dinner at Jeffrey's, which is a, a steakhouse, a nice steakhouse there in Moab. And that was a great end to the trip, um, just to sort of relax. And then the next morning we were off to Kanab and Kanab, Utah was sort of our hub for a lot, a lot of stuff. And, uh, we had just under a week, um, in that area. And I'm going to get to that next week, but we cover Bryce Canyon National Park, Zion National Park. We did the Grand Staircase Escalante, and then we did uh, trips into Arizona, which is nearby, to do the upper rim of the Grand Canyon. We went the other direction and did Lake Powell, and then we got to go to Antelope Canyon. Oh my gosh, Antelope Canyon's amazing. Um, this was quite an adventure. We went on to Navajo land and had a big photography tour. It was amazing. So I'm going to get to all that next week. Um, but thanks so much for tuning in again, all the show notes, um, will be available on our website at realfoodwholehealth.com. You'll go under the podcast tab and then under episodes, just click on the episode and then you'll find all the show notes. So the restaurants that we talk about, the viewpoints, the maps, the parks, all the stuff, like I put it all on the show notes for you so that you can plan your own adventure. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.